Michael Strahan <laughs> comes on the podcast with us. He's like, yeah, I'm going to the, uh, the, the friends and family premiere of uh, Last Jedi. It's like, oh, you guys want to go? He gets us on the list. And so then I'm at the theater online and I get the text. He's like, ah, cuz I'm still at Lil C's game. I'm not going to make it. And I'm like, hey, bro, next time just let me know. He goes, hey, man, I'm just telling you, we're going to be friends a long time. This shit's going to happen again. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. We are back. A brand new episode of R2C2. Every Thursday, you know, you get a new episode. So make sure you're downloading listening rating reviewing subscribing um i have to say it was pretty awesome being in london and hearing from so many people who were like yo i love r2c2 me and c got such a kick out of that and uh and you know our fans who had an r2c2 sign with an english flag that was sick the trip in general was amazing you know i had forgotten it had been 12 years since i had been i'd forgotten how amazing of a city london is how charming uh, how fun it is to walk, just the culture that you feel there. Um, and then being there with the Yankees was a whole nother level. It really was an incredible experience. Um, and C and I are going to have a more expanded look uh, together on the London trip um, a little bit later on here on R2C2. Also wanted to uh, wish you guys all a happy 4th of July. Hope wherever you are, you get ready for a, a nice barbecue today, driving safely to go see family and friends, and you have a wonderful uh, afternoon and evening enjoying some baseball, fireworks, and your favorite podcast, of course. Um, you know, we introduced The Shift uh, last week, which is going to be um, a subset of R2C2 Productions, a collaboration with the MLB Players Association that's going to be a little bit more roundtable format with multiple guests. Um, and uh, and it's cool. The Players Association really encouraging uh, their players to, uh, you know, use our platform to share these stories and to get out their personality and to, you know, express themselves in ways that maybe other platforms or mediums don't afford them. And I think that's what we've always loved about R2C2 is the comfort and honesty that people feel when they come here and uh, and the way we're able to dive into people's personalities here. Um, and that's what the shift will continue to do. In our first episode with David Price and Mookie Betts, we really enjoyed, I have to say, it was funny seeing the backlash from so many Yankees fans who were like, I can't listen to Red Sox in the podcast. And then once they did, hearing them and saying, oh, that was actually a cool look. And this is the way I look about it. Like, it, it doesn't change the competitive nature of these guys when they're on the field that they have friendships or that you're getting to know them better. I mean, a lot of times, even if you want to look at it strictly as a fan, right? Like, you're interested in your enemy, so to speak. So why not have a more fascinating, in-depth look that really shows you their personality rather than just reading your typical story. Um, and this was kind of a unique way to look at that rivalry and to hear the personalities of a couple of people on the other side of the rivalry if you're a Yankee fan who's listening to R2C2. So uh, we got a kick out of it, and I, I thought it was really cool how many of you uh, reached out and said, you know, I was a little hesitant at first, but then... Once I listened, I was like, wow, this is awesome. And, you know, that's our goal always for you uh, when you're consuming The Shift uh, and when you're consuming uh, R2C2. So um, brand new episode this week, Austin Romine, one of my absolute favorite people on the Yankees, uh, doesn't speak in cliches, really uh, knows how to describe things, gives you honest answers, is tough, 
great personality. We got to get into some of the interesting dynamics of growing up with a father in the major leagues and a brother who eventually made the major leagues as well um, and who's just a sick athlete. Austin also took us through what happened with Tampa Bay last year when CeCe came to his defense. He really dove into, uh, you know, the interesting dynamic of his upcoming free agency and sort of weighing, you know, being a backup with the Yankees or potentially starting elsewhere, which was also cool. Um, And uh, and he had some fascinating stories about coming up through the Yankees system. Plus, we got to chat Star Wars because Austin, he could be the biggest Star Wars fan in the Yankee clubhouse. It's either him or Adam Adovino. So that was fun as well. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation with Austin Romine. So here he is. The man who has been in the Yankees organization, I believe, longer than anyone there at this point. It's Austin Romine on R2C2. What's up, everybody? We are back. R2C2. You see, you see how like C just like knows this business now too. He's like ins and outs, like you know. I mean, nah, you know, it's crazy. Master. I didn't know what PVP was. And what then, was that? Yeah, exactly. Play, play <laughs> by play. <laughs> okay, I had to figure that out because he's always like typing in, in abbreviations and shit on the group chat, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> but now C has used it himself, unprompted. Been like, yo, you got PVP this weekend? Did I? Yeah, you I have. I don't know about that. Don't man. act like you have. It. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I got that text framed on my wall at home. Like <laughs> the moment I finally converted C. Oh man. By the way, I I I got on you, Austin, because you know you're wearing a winter hat today. But yeah. I, it, it's it's that cold in your clubhouse. It depends. Every day could be different, but I guess today they cranked it all the way down. <laughs> I'm assuming because it's hot outside, but. I mean, you could, you could be wearing a full-on sweatshirt and hoodie and everything inside and then go outside and be sweating your ass off. You so. sweat. It's crazy. Uh, I get cold on the days that I pitch. Maybe just because I'm, like, nervous, too. Like, no, I'm, I'm no. Like clammy, but it's, like, freezing in there. Really? Yeah, like the days I pitch, I hate it. As soon as everybody comes in, it gets warmer. As more bodies in there, it gets better. But, like, everybody that comes to the field is, like, in a hoodie, walking around, <laughs> freezing their ass off. It, yeah. it is a hilarious juxtaposition. I know, because, like, yeah, yesterday I was – outside in a three-piece smart choice on my part but it was like ridiculously hot and i walk in the clubhouse after like just being on the field for a minute and i'm seeing and i'm like dying sweating and i'm seeing people walking around in sweatshirts and i'm like what is going on but but i guess we spend spend all our time in there we just chilling i I guess so man austin you have been here you've been here a long time now man like how long when did you start with the organization i was uh oh seven Wow. Yeah, no, like the most under-the-radar guy ever to come through here. <laughs> Just quietly accumulating 12 years with the Yankees. Oh, my god! No, I've been here for a minute. It's uh, it's awesome. What, you know, a lot of times, I think I've even, I've talked uh, to Brett Gardner about this at different times, and even Judge has talked about how, like, the training in the minor leagues and, and the way it kind of prepares you for being a Yankee, what was that? process like like i mean how how much of of that goes on when you're in the minors of like hey like when you get to the show it's a little different here and this yeah. is how we do things like is there a lot of that that goes on well yeah i mean i was a catcher so they beat the shit out of you down there yeah like they have to <laughs> they have to get you ready they have to iron out stuff i had tony pena too oh, who man. was as hard ass as they come i mean i remember blocking drills was him standing 10 feet away 
peppering a fungo at us, not throwing <laughs> it. And him laughing and yelling the entire time while like, come on, let's go. And I'm like, dude, it's 120 in Tampa right now. Oh like, my we're dying. Gosh. But no, That's it was amazing. tough. But they had to prepare you for this because this stuff's no joke. It goes so fast that if your shit's not tight, it, 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 it's game speeds up on you and it'll pass you quick. And plus, they don't want they don't want to throw someone that doesn't know their stuff. Yeah. Like if you don't have if you haven't done your homework and they can't trust you, it's gonna show in the game and they're gonna get frustrated real quick. <laughs> but what about like uh, like your dad too, like helping you like get yeah. ready for like you know, obviously he played in the big leagues and like you know that that training and you know talking, going on as a kid. What was that like? Absolutely. I mean, it, having a dad who played. I mean, from the minute we were like. He was like, oh, hey, they showed some talent in baseball. This could be something they could do. There was no sugarcoating. He's like, there's, like, the minors is tough. It's going to suck sometimes. Yeah. So, like, we were bred to be here. There was never not going to make it to the big leagues. That was always what was going to happen, and they did everything they could, my mom and my dad. Like, I remember my mom's outside, like, did you do your homework? Cool, get your ass out in the cage. And wow. She'd be, she'd be out there uh, behind a net. So, I mean, they were a huge force that drove me early in my, like, 13, 14, 15 to get my stuff together and like get out there. But being able to talk to your dad and him know what to expect and facing pitchers that are really good in the big leagues. I mean, there was never anything that shocked me. It was always like, all right, my dad told me about that shit. I can handle that. I'm going to go do it. Mm. This is what I love about R2C2, right? It gives us the chance to have these conversations. Like they, you just don't, and this is why fans like it too. You just don't have those avenues to talk about these kind of things and hear these kind of stories. You oh know? yeah, for sure. It's yeah. part of what we love about it. Like I, yeah. now I'm picturing Tony Pena just like pepper and fungos yes. at you. <laughs> it was awful. And with your family, I'm wondering, Austin, what was the age where you said like, okay? You know, not only is this like my dream, but this is my goal, and I can do this. Like, mm. how early did that like start? realization that I might have a yeah, shot at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen, probably, when I was playing with eighteen-year-olds. Yeah. I was my brother was eighteen, and he he's played in the big leagues for yeah. six, seven years. I knew I had a chance. I didn't know how good I was going to be, but I knew I had a chance at fifteen because I was playing on eighteen hundred teams and going around tournaments, and teams would like fly you there to play with them, mm-hmm. and like I really didn't know. I was just. You know, I just kept my head down and played, but when I when I kind of stepped back and realized I was playing with guys three years older than me going to D1 colleges, and I was 15 and just got to high school, I was like, this might be something that I could possibly, you know, go far in. So, and it, what, what about like out. other sports? Like, uh, I know you play football yeah. too. Do you, did that? Do you think that helps you like with your baseball like catching? I see like a lot of linebacker in you sometimes. You yeah, know what I'm like the way he is. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Like, man, I you do. You can tell we play football. You yes, know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I had a lot of aggression when I was a kid. Like a lot, and I still, I mean, I'm still an aggressive personality, but like that was a way to vent it. Yeah. I personally enjoyed football, but only defense. Like I liked just hitting everybody as hard as I could. (laughs) Yeah. There wasn't much talent in it. Um, I knew I was going to be a catcher, but my brother, he got like five, six D1 scholarships to be a wide receiver. Really? Wow. SC, Oregon, like all of them. Oh, damn. He was, whoa, that. that's like wow. big no, time, he, man. He was, he was nasty, but he, I mean, we always knew we were going to play baseball, but like he had to sit down, and I remember him having a conversation with my dad, like, this is something you got to choose. Did he play all the way through? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Senior year? All the way to wow. senior year. And then wow. he, he played, and then he, he also ran track. He went oh, all, he went all so the way through. Baseball season, too. He, went, he, played a, he played a baseball game. And then walked down to the track and ran state finals. <laughs> oh my god! And they won. So he's just Sick that's a different kind of athlete. Man. He, was yeah. free, he was also the quarterback. Like when he was coming up, when he had to spend a year, like freshman year, JV or whatever it was, he was the quarterback, and they just ran the option. Oh and then when gosh. he got to the 
the varsity team. They just threw him out of the tide. And he was just, it was fun to watch. That is amazing. So was he – I mean, how much did you look up to your, your brother when you were growing up? Yeah, no. I mean, with any big brother. Like, yeah. you know, he was the guy. He was the quarterback, the shortstop, like – the quintessential older brother who was good at everything. I didn't win a fucking video game until I was 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was brutal. This guy he never let me win a thing, and it, but it made me better. Yeah, it made me better. Yeah. That's like what it's like. But that's having, why you were 15 playing with 18 years. That's exactly you know why. Like, yeah. I mean, that, that's why. Right. He did his job as an older brother in that sense. Like he never let me win. He made me earn everything I've ever had to do. That so, is awesome. It was it's cool. What is there? See, and I talk about this sometimes. Is there like? Any foundational pieces of advice that your dad gave you that you go back to often? You know, I mean, it could be partly because he's your dad and then partly because he was a big leaguer. Yeah. The one thing he always told me, my brother, it's simple, but he always said, you know, you never know who's watching. And that was something that just stuck with me. There was a bunch of other stuff that he taught me how to do, how to prepare and stuff like that. But you never know who's watching always stuck and it was ingrained in us. And that, that can go for multiple things, you know. It can go for baseball. You never know who's watching you play. You never know the kid in the stand that came to see you can see you play hard one time and he's a fan for life. Or your own kids. You never know who's watching, how you interact with your family or your wife or, or your friends and stuff like that. So that's kind of been ingrained in me. Um, I'm trying to do the same thing for my kids. But uh, it's just something that it made me play harder. It and, made me be a better person. And you still think of it this to this day? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. See, do you have those things from your father that you think about, like, like any like foundational pieces of advice where you're like, you know what? It was always just for me, like, just to to be humble, like to stay yeah. humble. Like, as a kid, like, I mean, I was a single. I mean, a, a single. I was the only child. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I, I was, was just thinking like, that. Like, I was, I was just thinking, like, wait, does he have brothers or sisters? No, like, no, I, was the only I, child. I don't know why I didn't know so, that. Like, but yeah, celebrating, yeah. And, like, you know, I, I had bad sportsmanship. You know what I'm saying? And I couldn't take losing <laughs> shit. Yeah. You know? So like, that was always a big part of like my development is like my emotional side. Still to this day, like I get emotional. And fucking, I was ready to cuss Laz out last yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> and I came set last yeah. night and looked at the second base umpire. I was like, man, fucking Laz set. <laughs> and I was like set, like getting ready to throw a pitch. Like, so you started laughing so the second I base just, umpire? I mean, yeah, nah, he yeah. didn't seem to say oh, shit. Oh, oh, man. You do that. Yeah, but, you say shit yeah. in the middle of the game sometimes. It makes me crack up when I'm, I'm just like so emotional, man. But oh. I've always been like that. So it was just, I mean, I just always, you know, always remember just to stay humble and, and – to keep working hard. Isn't it cool, though, those kind of those foundational things? They stay with you, yeah. you know, and they mean different things at different times in your life. But, yeah. like, I remember one for me is, like, my dad, like, he was always huge on, like, two things I've always taken from him. He's just a dude who gets things done. Like, I mean, you never hear, like, I'm tired, whatever. Yeah. whatever. Like, I mean, he just gets it done. It's never, oh, I got off a flight at this time. I got to do this. It's like, no, no, no. It has to be done. It'll get done, you know. So I, that's always helped me now in my career with, like, you know, if I have crazy travel, like this past weekend, I'm going cross country, <laughs> do seven boxing matches, flying back next week. Like, no, no, no. You get it done. Period. Yeah, just the do end, it good, you know? yeah. I like that. Yeah, exactly. And then also, like, it was like always like a, hey, you be the dude who's, you know, first in, last out, but also, like, be the dude who helps with the equipment. Like, be that guy. Like, no matter what your stature is, Humble. like, always, yeah, kind of like what you were talking about, that humility. Like, always be that guy. And I mean, different things when I was, you know, playing varsity baseball in high school than it does now but you know just kind of it always stays with you yeah in, for sure in some way it really does now speaking of cc's emotional side oh, yeah. you guys you were in the middle of that emotion last year in tampa bay together yeah how about <laughs> like i gotta tell you we did our first uh podcast talking about what happened in tampa 
at the end of the season was after playoffs. We were in the studio, uninterrupted uh, studio oh, down yeah. in uh, in Tribeca, and C got like he got fired up then talking about protecting you. And I could tell there was like a real genuine, you know, there's a there was a real like, hey, that's my guy. They're yeah. throwing up at. At my guy, see, like, what did that mean to you to see the way C had your that's, back? That's then? an old school value, you know. C's old school. Um, you just don't throw at catchers, like, especially around their head. I think what got him going most was around someone's head, and he saw how it messed me up because yeah. I, I got hit a couple years before that in the minors, and it kind of jacked me up for a little while. So, yeah. But I, honestly, if it was anybody, he would do the same thing. I've seen him get, you know, <laughs> upset when people <laughs> are messing with that. Yeah. But uh, no, it means a lot. It means a lot. I mean, but again, I think he is all about protecting his team, as any guy is. I mean, yeah. it's it's an old school thing. Yeah. But I think everybody kind of has that at their core. And you'd had concussions too, which I think the context man, of that also. Yeah, yeah. Bad yeah. word. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. Oh my god. Not for a catcher, a, man. Yeah, I know. Too many. I I know. It's a bad deal. Yeah. The head is a bad spot. Yeah. Like, you can do whatever you want. Like if you had a problem and you wanted to hit me, if they smoked me right in the ass or in the middle of the back. <laughs> I know how it is. It was yeah. just so we did hit a couple. Though, of, it, it, was, it, was, like it was crazy, man. Like, it was from left field. It was yeah. out of nowhere. It was out of nowhere. And if it was, and they felt like they needed to, and they hit me in the ass, I would have ran it first. Yeah, it's the game. It was just the way they. But did. But when you throw yeah. it up at someone's head, pro- that's where all the problems happen. Yeah, all that stuff. It's by the head. How long do you guys remember stuff like that? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> How long do you? Forever. That shit don't never forget it. No. Never forget it. Uh, no, you still. I mean, no. You know. See, I, I like Austin's one of my favorite dudes to talk to, even from just like a media perspective. Doesn't speak in cliches, like always gives you specific, interesting answers. But also, I feel like not to just like you know, not to to uh, to give you these you know accolades while you're sitting here, Austin. But I'll I just feel like him. since we're talking about you, <laughs> <laughs> keep going, <man>. keep going. <laughs> that's like I love it. No, I love it. Like, you get more than everybody yeah, else. I'll exactly. tell you that. <laughs> no, that's like me with the when they do nice reviews on yeah. iTunes. I'll read the whole damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not stopping. Let me go to the seventh sentence of why you love me. So the but I, I would think Austin is the kind of dude who you just love having as a teammate. Oh yeah, I mean he's gonna go to war with you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, you know, I think the biggest thing that we love as pitchers is that you know he's prepared. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, when, when you go out there and he's back there, it's like le- having Larry or whoever back there. It's like having a scout report. You know he's prepared. You can go a bunch of different ways. And, and uh, it's just fun being able to work with him and, and you know, um, having success. See, that goes back to what I was saying before. They, they really care about that stuff, man. Yeah. If, if you're not – and I had to learn early in my career. I got messed up. Like with Tite, man, he—I yeah. don't know if he really enjoyed throwing to me or not. But I was like, <laughs> I was like 21. I had no idea. I didn't know any hitters. And then from that moment on, it was like I was gonna know everybody. So if they had a question, I could answer it. Mm. I don't have always have the answers, but I'll tell you why and where and how we can get there. But they need you prepared. I, it's an overlooked kind of thing, but that's how trust is built. They really need you to freaking figure it out for them sometimes. Whoa. For real. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Like, so take us back. So is there, like, I mean, you're 21 trying to catch Andy Pettit. Yeah. yeah affectionately, <laughs> known, affectionately known as Tite, who's incidentally my favorite athlete of all time, but also we know an incredible competitor and super intense. Yeah. Did you have any interactions where he's asking you questions and you're like, ah, uh, I don't yeah. know, bro. <laughs> Almost all the time. There was a, he, he wasn't asking me too many questions. He was telling me. You know, that was, that was kind of like veteran Yankee God, you know, of lore and yeah. like 21-year-old kid who 
didn't know yeah, what I, shoot I to put on that first. had to be rough. That's got to be. It was rough, scary. but it made me better because it was it was it was tough early. Yeah, and then you know, I talked to some people. No, and, but you know what? Out, after after that, nothing can get. Nothing was as bad. Nothing <laughs> is as bad as that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing is as big as Andy Pettit. No, yeah. nobody's as big as that. So if you can catch him, then. You good? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's actually true, right? Yeah. It, it lays the foundation for you, kind of not to be nervous. Then it's actually yeah. a good thing to have that early. Early it, was better. Yeah, yeah. and the, you know, I mean, you just locked in as a Yankee. Well, because I know how to react after to those situations. Like, <laughs> did he ever I like yell at ready. you, like, bro, what nah. are you doing, or, or nah, is, what's I what's mean, the tone? Like, give us an Andy impression of nah, what that. I can't, is. I can't do that. <laughs> I, I don't have that. I don't have that twang. Hey, uh, hey, he never Austin, cussed. He never cussed. Never cussed. He would just he would get angry. If he would scream shit, I'd be like, you might as well just fucking cut. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well say it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like some of the shit he would yell, I'm uh, like, bro, just uh, say the cuss word. Oh, like, man. <laughs> hey, look, nobody more prepared. It's unbelievable. Him and, I mean, they were fierce on the mound. Yeah. Like, chill guys off, you can tell. Yeah. And when they get on the mound, it's, it's, they're different, man. They, 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 they transform, and I think that's why they've had success. But he was one of those guys. Well, the way Andy, or the way you kind of like just scream, you know, curses at the sky when you're pitching, see, it reminds me a little bit of how Andy used to always talk to himself. Yeah. Like that was like, he, he may not have been cussing, but he's like, he's just having a full on like angry conversation with himself out on the mound. Like, gosh, darn it. If I only got the cutter inside there, good. like, you know, <laughs> that's like, yeah. pretty good. That's right? pretty good. Not, that is pretty good. Not bad. Like, I mean, he, I remember even like um, game six of the 09 World Series, him actually having a combo with Joe West coming off the mound like early in that game. Cause, I don't remember. I was so oh. nervous in that game. I don't remember. Would you? You would have been pitching game seven, That's right? why I was so nervous. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was man. like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Not man. until Matsui hit the homer did I like actually like enjoy the game. Yeah. Because up until that, I was just preparing to face fucking Utley again, who had took me deep. Yeah. Fucking three times already. That's true, man. Jimmy Deep twice That's twice right. in the first game and then once in game four. So I was like, fuck, man, we got to face this guy again. I bet you game seven. all of that is documented in the new book from Brian Hoke and Mark Feinstein, Mission 27. Go out there and get it, R2C2 uh, that listeners. Right there. That you like that? That was a yeah. sneaky little plug. Do you got like a little writing credit I, on that, on I got that book nothing, or something? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got nothing, but you know what? I really like both of them. So I want the book to do well for yeah. them. And I love that team, too, man. I mean, that yeah. That was a good team. That was a nasty team, man. That was a great team. You guys, Austin, I feel like you guys are – you're building a story that could be like that kind of year, man. I know there's a lot still to be accomplished, but it just feels like you have – you guys certainly have the capability of being that kind of team. It's just a good – it's a good clubhouse, man. It is. That's just it. It's it's, All that stuff is great down the line, but – and like we're just focused on having fun and winning right now. Like we expect to win every time we go out. Even when we had guys missing, we were expecting to win and we were. Mm. So, I mean, I just think that that unity in that clubhouse is so tight that like, it's just, you just go out there and play. And I mean, we just enjoy having it, you know, hitting balls out of the park again. It, it's just fun. It's the most fun I've, team I've ever been a part of. It's good. And it's, it's just like, it's crazy because it's all like, I don't want to say it's all like coming together, but it's all just like building from like 16, from like when Gary first yeah. came up, you know what I'm saying, until, uh, you know, Judge coming up and then, you know, 17 having that run, ALCS, and like it's just all building until, I mean, this group of this core, you know, I may not be here, but this core is going to win the World Series. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, hopefully it's this year, you know, it being my last year, but these guys going to win for sure.
Austin, when you think about kind of like your journey through the minor leagues, there was a lot of catching prospects at the same time. Yeah. You know, you were kind of there. I, I believe it was during the Jesus Montero Oh, days shit. Officially. I was about to say, who are you talking about? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> am, am I right? Wasn't that the same time yeah. as you? Yeah. Yeah, I backed I, him up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won that one, man. <laughs> I would say I survived that one. <laughs> and then uh, there was there's another catcher I'm thinking to before Gary, who was, I feel like there was a third one who was down there with you guys, and people used to talk about. Jesus, you, and someone else. I mean, not Murph. Yeah, maybe it was John Ryan Murphy, was it? Well, I mean, there was a bunch. Yeah, there was a ton of – it was like catcher was the position where it felt like you guys were like stockpiling, you know? What – when you're going through that, how much are you looking at what Jesus is doing, the other guys? Like how much are you guys tracking each other as you're going up through the minor leagues at the same position with the same goals? Uh, I mean, younger. Yeah. When I was like – Worried about that stuff, yeah. I mean, I would. You'd be like, "Damn, what's he doing?" Oh yeah, yeah. like you had to. You couldn't. It's no, there's no way that you don't. Like, I mean, it's it's so weird because you on a team together, but you're competing. Yeah, I mean, I always wanted their jobs. Yeah, like I was like, I'm gonna beat you, but that's what drove me to be what I was. Like I had to do that. I had to use that as fuel. You have to. You have to have that mentality, Mm -hmm. even though this guy's your teammate. Like. You don't want them to play bad or pitch bad or whatever, but you go. You want to play better than them, yeah? Because you're you trying to get somewhere. And you have to, yeah. You have to. you have to play better than them. That's how the fuck you're gonna get here. Because the guy behind you is trying to do the same shit you're yeah. trying to do. The guy in front of you, yeah. There's always someone behind you that wants your job. The minor leagues is such a tricky thing, man. It's crazy. It's hard to navigate through, man. Yeah. Sometimes you can get stuck and lost and right. Like shit, how do you, I had to it's hard twice. to have like real friends too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like when you catch a real, when you have a real friend and you. A guy that you really like bond with and know, like, That's you have it. that friend for life. You know what I'm saying? Especially in the minor leagues when you're going through that bullshit. Who was that for you? Uh, my guy, Devin Rogers and Dave Risky, mm-hmm. uh, two of the guys that I met on the very first day um, when I got to the minor leagues and, you know, still two of my closest friends in life, you know? How about, I mean, like, do you know, like, do you kind of, like, snuff out dudes who are, like, s- saddling up next to you, but you know, like, you know they're kind of like working against you a little bit in the minor leagues with that dynamic. Like, can you kind of feel that out and be you like, mean uh, fake people? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, I mean, if you want to see it, some people don't yeah. choose to see it. Yeah, they just choose yeah. to drink the water and like, I don't know. I, I can see it real quick. And plus, you, I mean, you were a first rounder, so I'm sure like everybody. No, was I was like, a second rounder. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> And I just squeaked I in there. That was the last pick of the second round. I just squeaked in there, man. Oh, that, First, a high uh, pick, though. Everybody yeah, was, a high I was, pick. I was a second you know pick. I was our second yeah. pick. Yeah, so people so everybody's are Everybody's like on you, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I, you had to do shit real early when you're like yeah. there. They expected stuff. You had to do it. I was yeah. lucky enough to go somewhere in Charleston and have a good hitting coach. and It was good. Who'd you have? Uh, Craig Colby. Oh, okay. Yeah, Colby. I mean- Everybody loves him. It's always that one guy, that one person, like in the minor leagues, that one that you feel like he lasts on to, and he's like, "Oh, the only reason I hit is because of that." Like, I mean, he really helped me out. He was—he's an amazing hitting coach. Is he the coach you think about when you think about like, you know, people who played a role in getting you to this position? Like, is maybe he's part of it? Is there a coach in particular or a mentor who you think of like? Thank God I had that dude. Yeah, I mean, I think we've done so good. I, I have a bunch of guys that I think that about. Yeah, and Who it's are they? not just hitting coaches. I mean, <laughs> uh, Julio Mascaro. He was he's one of the he was our catching guy. He basically taught me how to catch, how to block, how to catch in professional baseball. And then you can get into hitting coaches with Colburn, Marcus. I had Marcus in AAA and stuff like that. And 
I mean, I know I'm going to forget some dudes. Tommy Phelps helped me with game calling. He's a pitching coach. I think at AAA now. Yep. Um, there's just different guys that, that hit you at different times that teach you different things if you're open to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I learned how to call a game from a pitching coach, how to hit major league, you know, minor league, major league hitting from certain guys. Marcus, I've been lucky to have him come up with us. Yeah. And I think that's another huge thing for us is that Marcus so he's, had he's been there. this core in AAA that's come up, and they just continue to work with him. So, I mean, I think there's different people that hit you at different times. If you're open to it, they help you out a lot. I think you have to, you have to be open to it. You have to be – um, willing to be coachable, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And and if you are, then you can catch. It's a lot of information. There's a lot of people that want to tell you stuff and want to, you know, kind of put make their mark and put their stamp on you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, if if you can get through some of that information, it's 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 always a lot of you know good stuff that comes from some of that shit. Absolutely. Austin, give us an idea of like informationally what you have to consume before a game when you are catching because you were because <laughs> because you, you were talking about how hey i need to be prepared for these guys yeah they, and that's one of the things c talked about appreciating with you and we know that that has grown exponentially in the age of analytics yeah. so i mean how much do you have to consume before a start a lot of videos taken over um it's easier to sit down and watch the guys last start how these hitters have been hitting i like to know who's hot i mean you always want to know who's hot coming into a series, and you got to focus on them a little more. Um, there's a lot. We get sheets. My debut, they handed me a binder. I was like 20. And they handed me a, <laughs> a binder, and I was just like, the fuck do I do with this? Like, I can't, I, the game's in an hour. How early do you start watching video? Like, when do you start watching? Or do you just watch like that morning? So I try to look at this, the series and see which game I'd p- probably catch. Mm. A little tougher this year, Gary's – killing it so he's catching a lot and by the way he's been catching his ass off yeah, yeah. He's been catching i mean it's unbelievable yeah, yeah. how much he better he's like it's yeah. unreal yeah he has he, so it's so true it yes. is and you know he doesn't get a lot of credit i mean he gets credit he gets yelled at when he doesn't do good but um, that's a different story no no, no i'm a big I, fan I, of gary's i'm a big I, fan I, of gary's. I, I think we all are he's working his I, ass and off. i told you he works yes. his ass off Yes. He works his ass off. By the way, I want to get back into that, but you are so right. And that's something actually a couple of weeks ago when I was doing pre and post with Jack Curry on Yes, we both pointed that out. Like, why is everybody so quick to, like, yell about any mistake Gary makes defensively? But then can you please also give him the credit with the same volume? I think a little bit because he hits, too. You know what I'm saying? So everybody's just so fascinated with the homers and he's leading the league in homers that, you know, you get kind of – you forget to praise him about how good he's catching. You, yeah, you get, you get, he's working. I mean, catching out. is such a like a thankless job anyway. Yeah. Like when you do good, people don't even recognize it. No, nah. yeah. you only notice it when if it's you're bad. doing good. Yeah. No one sees it. You know what I'm it. saying? When when the guys block and call a good game and shit, people don't notice it. The pitcher gets the credit and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So catching is. But that's know, what we want. We don't want the. We don't want to be noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because that means you're running your ass to the backstop to the ball. And that's a lonely oh, run, man. So it's just a tough job, man. And, yeah. And, he works his ass off, so we all are big fans of Gary. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Hell yeah. it, it, that's that was awesome that he brought that up because I'm always on here, you know, praising yeah. Gary. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, he should like, be though because I've been I backed him up for three years now. Yeah, like you see a guy work, you work with him, you talk, you make sure you're on the same pages with certain pitchers. Hey, what'd you do last time? I, I'm catching this guy this time. Like I said, I was looking at the schedule trying to figure out which game I'm gonna get. I need to be ready to watch the video on them, but you need to tell me what you've been getting because what the video has and what they've been doing is a little different. That's mm-hmm. why I sit underneath and watch sometimes. I'm trying to see how balls are moving, mm-hmm. what their stuff's doing that day, what they have that day in case something happens, I got to go in. I don't want to miss the beat. So it's just constantly staying ready, involving with the game. And plus, like, the 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 scouting report is only as good as what the pitcher can do. Yeah. You can say a guy yeah. can't hit changes, but the motherfucker can't throw a changeup. <laughs> 
What's the fucking point? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, like, so That's the so counterpoint true. is only as good as what the pitcher can do. You only we pitch to the pitcher's strengths anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we. Yeah. I mean, the scout report is good. Like, I like to know who's hot and who was yeah. who's whatever. But fuck, am I gonna change? Yeah. That's all cutter yeah. and two seam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Backdoor slider. Yeah. It is what it is, yeah. bro. Like, yes. you pitch to your strengths, and Absolutely. I think I think as pitcher get, pitchers get older and realize that, that's how they get better. You don't. You can't change for these hitters, man. Like, no. you know, a guy might be good on changes, but who's fucking change up? Not mine. <laughs> Not my fucking slider. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. Yeah, I don't know man. about anybody else. I, that's I, just how. That's just how I think. You know. I totally. So, get it's the true. Metallic. Last night, like when you yeah. went to that last strikeout. Yeah. Everybody's like, "What do you think he's gonna throw?" I'm like, "He's throwing slider. a slider." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just threw two of them. What do you think he's gonna watch the game? He knew it. He still couldn't hit it because it's not his slider. Yeah. I'm throwing a slider. It's funny. I love that, Austin. You have an amazing story because you know you came up with the organization like we were talking about, and then you get DFA'd and you're you're available to anyone. You end up back in the minor leagues with the Yankees build your way back up and now have become an established Yankee as the backup catcher here yeah. for, I mean, I don't know how many straight years it is now, but I mean, it was it five, uh, it five years. It feels like 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. No, it was hard to get here. I know, yeah. man. Look, they yeah. always say it. It's hard to get there, but it's hard to stay it's there. I should say it's hard yeah. to stay here. Especially here. here. Yeah. Here. More so than anywhere else. Here's a different it's story. It's hard to stay here. You got to be the best backup catcher in the league yes. to stay here yes yeah. you do like you have to be up in those talks of doing what you know yes it, that's hard like they don't mess around here you gotta be good at what you do yeah. what was the hardest moment when you're when you're available to anyone and you're DFA'd like what's the hardest moment mentally emotionally to get through that you know that you could think of looking back now that you've gone through those waters and emerged and, and, and found yourself with a serious role here for a long time yeah that was a shitty time I remember it too I was in Washington and team they bring you in the office and you die basically yeah. <laughs> a little a little each time you know i hate going in the manager's office boone was like hey come here i'm like i'm not coming in your office bro oh my god this is nothing but bad stuff happens <laughs> he's like no it's good but no like i remember getting in the car and like that you know I wouldn't, i'm not gonna go too much into it. like look we're going with someone else and i was like all right nothing really sat in until i was in the car alone like contemplating my life like yeah. that makes you contemplate that's a moment where you're like all right is this it can i do this or am i just fucking around and wasting everybody's time my family's time my kids time my time their time and it was just a moment where you know thank god i have a good wife like i called her and she was like get your shit right mm. and i was like okay i'm gonna figure this out and then i just took that chip and threw it up on top and just grinded everybody says it's a good story it is but at the end of the day there's nothing like crazy about it i just every time i was in the lineup i played as hard as i could and it just worked out. And I always tell people, just grind your ass off. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If not, it's nothing you can control. You mm. can control how you play. You can't control your effort. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can control your effort and your attitude. Yeah. I Everything have something to else prove. You, you can't control. No. You know what I'm saying? This reminds me of uh, you know something I wanted to ask you, but it's something also we ask people on our new Twitter handle, at R2C2. So oh, everybody shit. out there, we got our own we Twitter our handle. Own Twitter. That's it. The show has a Twitter handle. You guys not, not just at CC Sabathia or at Ryan Rucco, but at R2C2. And it's uh, it got 1,000 followers like that. Damn. So it's growing, man. Yeah, and people had a lot of questions for you, Austin. And one of them was one I wanted to ask as well. And – it was from E. Zimmerman72, and he asked, you know, are you happy here as the backup, or do you want to – are you free agent at the end of this year? Yeah. Year. Would you want to go try and start somewhere else? And I want to just 
couch the question by saying this. I've thought about that a lot. Because yeah. as we've seen, you've started for chunks of times when Gary's hurt or yeah. other guys are hurt, and you've acquitted yourself very well. You could start somewhere. But you also, even though you're the backup, and sometimes there's a stigma with that, you have a very valuable role here. And I do think it seems like it's appreciated. And, yeah. and it's not just like you're any backup. It's like, a no, 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 no. Like, we got the best backup in the game, and we appreciate having him here. With the context of that kind of, like, I mean, how how tantalizing is it to try and start somewhere? Or do you feel really happy here in this role? I mean, it's a good question. Both ways. Um, anybody would be lying if they said they didn't want to try and do the best they could, mm-hmm. whether that's here or there. Like, I love this team. Like I'll, I'll, like he said, I'm going to war with these guys. I've known most of these guys for five, six, seven, eight, shit, 12 years with C. Like, yeah, I'm down for the team. Yeah. I think they know that. But sometimes, like, you got to – you got to – you're lying if if you're not saying that you want to start. Like I, I would love to start. Yeah. But my role now is to do the best I can for this team. I'm always about in the moment. I'm in the role. Yeah. I you can think about that stuff when it comes to it. Like there could be certain situations where I can make that decision, but a lot of times in life that makes a decision for you. Yeah. I would love to be able to play good enough to make a decision like that. So I mean, I, I can answer it for. I mean, obviously being a teammate of yours and seeing, you know, how hard you work and knowing that you could start. I would hate to lose you, yeah. But seeing you know Savelli, you know, and and everybody else, you know I mean, you want to see? I want to see my guy get paid. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that. I mean, he just deserves that. Set his family up, everything. Like, yeah. So whatever happens, you know, I mean, I think we all, you know, wishing you know, wishing the best. I mean, if he's here, it'd be great. But yeah. you want to see? He deserves to get paid. It's hard. And, to, it's know. hard not to sound selfish in it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I love these guys, but like I owe it to my family to try and do the best I can with sure. what time I have. Well, this is the solution. Let's let the Yankees just pay you like a starter <laughs> to be here. How about that? And then we get hey, hey, just pay Austin as a starter to be here. Simple as that, man. Let's lock him up. Give him a nice fat five-year yeah. deal. Come on, baby. That's what we want. All right. How about this? Um, Alex Teixeira tweets in, any good high school stories from your time playing with Nolan Arenado? Did it seem possible back then he become he could become perhaps the greatest third baseman of his generation? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> you should have seen this kid when he was a freshman. Like he he couldn't play third. I don't know why. We stuck him at first as a freshman and he raked. And then he just went on to develop. And every record that I had set, he just shattered. <laughs> and it, I was like, oh, man. I was like the first guy to come out of the school. I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then he just shattered it. But uh, he's a good dude. Comes from a really good family. Um, he he eats, sleeps, and breathes baseball. It's, really? it's unbelievable. Now, did he go? Did Matt Chapman go to the same way? Yeah, too? all the same high school. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we used to be the worst, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then a certain group came in. My did group. you start with your brother or your brother? No, my, I went to our rival with oh, my brother, okay. and then I transferred because we moved to our rival. And that was a whole shit story. They tried to block it. Really? Like oh, in high school, no. bro, they tried to block oh, a transfer. Oh, my gosh. These parents sometimes, they it's just the take school. it too crazy. It's the crazy school. out there yeah. in Southern take California. It's crazy. Oh, my Not gosh. Not Southern California. It's everywhere. Everywhere? Everywhere. Man, they were trying to block a sophomore from transferring because we I moved. I mean. I moved to a – and when I lived five minutes, I could walk. To the school. And my, both my parents worked. I wouldn't have no way of getting to the other school. <laughs> and they tried to block it. And we're like, look, we're not trying to lie here. Yeah, uh-huh. like we really moved. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Oh, that is. But all my boys went to the other one. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you can just, you can act that out. <laughs> now, a couple people had questions about this, but Pedro Rivera being one of them, um, wondering. So he wanted to know what it was like talking with your brother after the brawl with the Tigers. In what sense? Just like the inter- the interaction on the field in that moment. 
Yeah, and nah, he came over and he said, you good? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and that kind of was it. Like, he was over here. And it was funny. I can't remember what coach it was of theirs, but he was – yelling at my brother or something to get over here and I turn around I was like man fuck you like, <laughs> like we may have different jerseys on but you realize we're brothers right like, like yeah man yeah. exactly I, don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, I think a head came up to me he's like dude sorry I think I hit your brother or pulled him off or something. I was like we we're in a brawl you can do whatever you want keep him off me man oh my gosh how about like I mean honestly I have to say I can't even remember you like talking to you afterwards as we were about to get on the plane and being like Bro, that was impressive. Like you just fucking form tackled Miguel yeah. Cabrera, man. That was like, crazy. like I wasn't about to stand there. He was throwing bombs. Yeah. You know, I was, I was like, dude, this guy's huge. Like I didn't realize how big he was. So I was gonna take it to the ground. That was crazy. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. That, that, that was, was like a fun. team building moment. That was. Oh that was. my that, that was a huge team building. We came moment. together after that. Hell that was yeah. that was great. It was. I mean, for that 2017 team, that Hell was a yeah. turning point. Sonny moment. had just got there, and then we were all like, "Sonny's the, like, Sonny, we, he's down for us." Oh Sonny was God, down. Man. Going crazy. Sonny like, was down. He went nuts. Uh, I do wish it would have worked out here with Sonny. He was a fun dude. Yeah, man. Sonny was fun. He was dude, loved man. by everybody. He man. was. It was unbelievable. He's a good dude. I like this one just because it gives us an idea of your, you know, the things you like out side of baseball super mario at yankee poppy wants to know what do you do when you're not playing uh, like just in general yeah what baby do you, shark yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i got three kids under six years old i do nothing like i, I hold them i play with them like my kids are my life i didn't get to see my kids for a month that's and tough, that's a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and I wish I had a better answer for this. Are guy, they all but back in the, in California? No, they're right? here now. They oh. came out and like they got in at one, and it was like, "Hey, we're here. We're ready to go." And I'm like, "I'm ready to go to bed." Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So you got to stay up for two more hours, up. and they're on West Coast time, so it's only like nine. Yeah. yeah. Time to turn up. They was ready to. I'm like, but like you got to right find now, it. Huh? You got to yeah. find it. Like I was just out in the garage right now, packing everything for the London trip, and like. I'm out there doing strollers, trying to put shit together, and it's just like, what is going on? Oh, oh, I got way it's too just, much shit. It's crazy how it just puts shit in perspective because, oh. like, your family is always the most important thing, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you have this job, this massive, stressful, like, yeah. job that you're trying to, like, do the best that you can do, and it's crazy the you know, putting the family aspect to it. But it's, it's fun. It's cool. It is. Now I have to get to our, our, our favorite topic when we talk about the three people sitting here, and that's Star Wars because Austin – is a Dude, Star, Star Wars, Wars man. dude, man. All show. right. So I know this question, but I'll ask it like I don't, oh, so the audience hears it. Who's your favorite character? Oh, Hans Holt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not even, it's not even a joke. And they killed him off. I'm hoping he's coming back. I'm I, so mad. I almost got, hey, when he died, in, uh, I'm sorry, spoiler, if no one's seen it. Oh, if no, you haven't no, seen no, Force Awakens. You know? But it, when he died, I literally went to get up. <laughs> and my wife grabbed my arm. Oh. I'm like, no, nah, I'm done with this shit. Oh. Fuck this shit. Oh, man. This, this little you know Kylo what's funny dude. He can't handle Han this shit. was unbelievable in a four, in the Force he Awakens was, too, man. He was, yeah, he, he was. was really uh, he was so funny. He's a, he's such a good actor, man. His like, Harrison's good, man. And, and his character so is just great. He can't, uh, he's not coming back though. Hey, you never know. Well, you know what? I don't know. I've read some spoilers, dude. I'm I, in deep. Oh, like, don't, I'm no, in you, deep. You, you, I'm in like there could be. You know it's not gonna happen, but I'm like, hey, it could happen. So you're going down every rabbit everywhere. It's like when you get on YouTube and you watch one video and then you're like oh what's that one and you go to the next video and then like two and a half hours later you're like what am I watching what right the now yeah. it's going like a lion attacking a zebra you right process <laughs> everything that you just watched just like, wasting time a lion attacking a zebra <laughs> I don't know how I ended up on this Wait, so here's my question like do you think 
that in Rise of Skywalker, Episode Nine, which comes out in December, which we got to get our asses somehow invited to the to premiere. We man. do, we and we, I got to go out. this time, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this way, I got to tell this. Didn't go. Wait, I got to tell this story. Please. So, we, so this is so we get we get invited. Michael Strahan <laughs> comes on the podcast with us, has a great time, as all the R two C two guests do. And he goes, uh, he, we, we start talking. He's like, yeah, I'm going to the, uh, the, the friends and family premiere here in New York of uh, Last Jedi. Yeah. And so this is when episode eight is coming out. He's like, and me and C are like, yo, we got to go. He's like, oh, you guys want to go? He gets us on the list. First of all, we both had a plus one, which neither of us knew. We, we, didn't, know <laughs> we didn't know that. So those two tickets but were going away regardless. No, so I, I just gotta wear it, man. So here's I gotta wear it. Here, oh, <laughs> I know, go. if he's done it to Jeet, he can do it to Ruko. Okay, uh, you know, this so is, he, this is I mean, yeah. this is what I do. This is so, what you do. so anyway, so it's day of, and I'm like, hey, you want to meet here? Whatever. We we get invited. We're gonna go. It's like the Tuesday before it's being released on the Thursday night, or the Monday before it's being released on the Thursday night. One or the other, right? And uh, I'm, he's like, yeah, man, like I, I, you know, I might be a little late, whatever, like. And so then I'm at I'm at the theater online and I get the text. He's like, ah, cause I'm still at I'm still at Lucy's game. It I'm was, not gonna make yeah, it. I was at the game. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I'm yeah, like, I was the basketball game. now this is the kind of thing you got to get there like 40 minutes early. I'm like, you're still at the game. Of course, you were never coming. Like you're there. And I'm like, hey, bro, next time just let me know. And he goes, he goes, hey, man, I'm just telling you, we're gonna be friends a long time. This shit's gonna happen. Again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> There's a clause. Oh my gosh! Oh seriously, I, oh, I know shit. I'm, I'm gonna get the text like the day of my wedding. Hey, cause I was gonna come. Yeah, yeah. We, we're planning the trip around. You there. are yeah, all right, yeah, cool, so, man. Yeah, so I'll be there. I'll send you the room blocks. I'll then. be there. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, good. So, but you know, hilarious. But so anyway, we all we gotta try and get invited to this. But here's my question: Do you think that they are gonna bring back the parent thing with Ray? and have her parents actually be someone in the story, not just anonymous junk dealers. Because I'm sure you've been seeing some stuff going down your rabbit yeah. holes. Um, you know, that's tough. I, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to want to go with it. I've been so locked into the old ones that the new ones coming out, I'm like, I haven't delved into them. Okay. So, like, this whole Ray thing, like, I've been trying to be, like, back from it on that Okay. Sense. I focus a lot on... Solo and like then the, the Skywalkers, yeah. like yeah. where are they gonna go with that? I'm yeah. actually yeah. trying to look at it like just like I didn't dive into it because yeah. every time I've dove into it and I go to the movie theater, I'm like shit. The stuff this I was thinking was better. Yeah, the right. way the way I'm not trying to down them, no, but yes. like the way I'm trying to get it to go every in my head. Every time you think of the story the way you want it to be, even like just what he said, we're raised parents, like yeah. They fuck it up, I feel like. You know what I'm saying? When you have an elaborate theory. I build it up. I build it up. Yes. It's just different than what you think it Yes. And I don't want to let myself down again. I agree. When you come up with theories and then what's chosen is not as inventive or interesting to you or whatever in your own mind or just doesn't validate you being right. Then you're like, fuck, Yeah, man. You end up being like, I feel like that happened recently with the Game of Thrones Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, I didn't even watch most of that and people were coming in mad. I'm like, man, they messed that up and I don't even watch this show. But I think a huge part of that is you go in with a certain expectation, yeah. and then when it's not that way, you're like, so I agree with you. Because of that, I've tried to avoid like going down any rabbit holes with episode it's nine. It's hard. It's yeah, hard. It's I want to go down. like I just want to go in free real quick before we let you go. Solo, did you like? Did you like the movie Solo? Did you like the kid who played young, so, young Han Solo, knowing that's your favorite character? 
Yeah, I oh man, I went into that tough on him. I think the first yeah. time I was like, man, I don't know, I don't like that guy. Yeah. And then I kept watching, I was like, man, he did a good job. Yeah. I thought the movie was great. I thought Glover in it was great. Yeah, I he was. He yeah. killed Lando. Yeah, she was. Emily she was Clark terrific. Yeah. She was really good. They were good. And they could do a spinoff with Lando. But everybody's – every, every time I say that, I know. a lot of Star Wars fans are not into that, though. Uh, That's – like, it's Adam weird. doesn't and like it. I loved it. it. Like, yeah, I Adam, lo- Adam's not into it at all. But I a lot lo- of guys are, aren't into, like, the Lando whole, the whole, yeah. that whole thing. I'd watch it. I would, I would too. too. Glover was doing that. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I would watch anything they do. Me, too. Me, too, man. I've seen that the the – Star Wars: The Galaxy's End just opened in in uh, in L.A. Yep. Guess who? Guess who? You know who lives twenty minutes away from it? Oh shit! Dude, yeah. I, I saw it because we used to go to Disneyland all the time because we were only like 15, 20 minutes away growing up in Southern California. So my wife and I would always go down there, and you could go on rides and you would be seeing it being built and you'd see like half of Millennium Falcon. I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is happening! <laughs> oh my! I'm freaking out! Oh. No, so we saw it going up. Now I guess it's like reservation only for a little while. And then oh, when it really? gets open, it's probably going to be packed. I got to get to. I want to go to the one in Orlando. Oh, that opens I mean, in I August. I love the one in. I love Disney in California, but I just feel like the one in Orlando is like. Well, it's got world has more to it, yeah. right? It's a bigger. I've never it's a, been there. You know, oh, you got to go. I've always gone to the one in L.A. Oh so. shit! Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to go. Even spring training, if you go down like a, I mean, with the kids, you go down like a couple days early and like stay at. at uh, uh, Universal's got better hotels. You stay at Universal and go there. It's it's, it's a cool trip. Orlando's okay. awesome. Yeah, it is amazing. It's a lot of it's, shit to do, especially for the kids. You're yeah. gonna be spring. Yeah, spring. you're yeah. gonna love that, man. Yeah. There's so much there. My wife's always been talking about going down to that. We always spend a lot of time there. Maybe we're gonna have to do a group trip to Galaxy's Edge with all of us in the off season. You know, we get but, Otto. Yeah, man, that would be that would be a blast. Otto's in on it. Oh, I don't he love likes Star, Star Wars. What? Yeah, love man. Star Wars. He's too far away in the club. Love, oh, yeah. He's on the other, <laughs> Damn, he's on the other side of the club. He's freaking too big, man. man. Oh, you get lost oh. in there. Oh, Austin, we're going to have to do this again sometime, man. I love you, it. You, you're, you're an interesting guy, and I'm so happy for your success, man. And, and I think our solution is get paid like a starter, stay here in New York. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Thank you, man. I appreciate Pleasure. that. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. Appreciate That's it. That's Austin Romine. Remember, rate, review, subscribe, R2C2 every Thursday. Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts.